does anger gains a strength from secrecy when you are keeping it lodging in your heart anger gains strength in, in your heart it gains, and exposing it is painful and powerful at the same time glory to God I said glory to God I said glory to God now if you have been angry before people who are angry you need to consider some questions number one question how long are you going to allow people who don't even like you people who are no longer in your life maybe even people who are even dead to control your life how long how long will you let other people control your life you know you know for instance some people now they are very happy today they dress very nice today are you following once they just sight that guy they just get angry that guy is controlling your life that lady is controlling your life that boss in that office is controlling your life how long are you going to allow them control you how long how long are you going to allow them to influence your current and future relationships how long how long will it happen glory to god glory to god i said glory to god so you've you've you've, you've got to sit back and analyze this very carefully this 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 this, this enemy of the heart cannot continue in your heart anymore are you following because anger is a heart disease in fact it's a very very dangerous one very very dangerous one in fact i think in all the um the, the four we're going to look at this second one is more deadly it's more deadly because it'll it'll force you it'll force you to bring out your weakness and that sickness any man that remains in anger is a sick man hello i say hello if you remain, you want to hold the anger. Some of will be angry with them. I want to be angry. You know some people, eh? They don't, they don't like to be angry. They this anger. They must... Nothing you, nothing you do to them will please them. They will do something so that it will not be perfect. Even if they allow you to do something in the way you wanted to do it, they will say that it's not, it's not in the way... As long as they do it in the way they wanted it to be done, they will get angry at you. They don't like to be angry. And they like to get everybody around them to be angry. Hi! Anger. Have you seen anger? Anger has destroyed family, destroyed relationships, destroyed friendship, destroyed business, destroyed many things. I told you, angry people are sick people. And sick people act like sick people. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, anger is one of the most dangerous enemy of the heart. Now, I'm talking everywhere is quiet now. Because people you have, we see people unleash their anger, the intensity of the anger. The anger will leave them in destructive ways. Some people you see, you'll be shocked that with anger now, they will take this knife and fling at you. You'll be shocked. This is a very nice knife. You'll just fling it or carry their shoe. Before you know, the person is in the hospital. You have caused another damage again because of anger. Anger is a controlling emotion. There has to be anger. Listen, there's a solution to anger. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And God's word gives us the answer to this enemy of the heart. Because this enemy of the heart is something that attacks every human being. We talked about guilt last week Sunday. This one attacks every human person. Are you following? Somebody say, well, you know, um, my anger is um, hereditary. My grandfather was an angry man. My father is an angry man. Me too, I have to be angry. No, brother. No, you are a new creation in Christ. Can you say amen? <laughs> you don't have to be. You can change things about your life. You can confront anger. Tell somebody, confront anger. Anger can be confronted. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Let's look at what the Bible says about this thing called anger. Ephesians chapter 4. I'll read from verse 31 from the NIV version. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. 
It says, get rid of all bitterness. Now let me explain what is bitterness. Bitterness in simple terms is prolonged anger. Are you following? So I get angry today. Then the anger continues one week, two months, five months, one year, two years. It will eventually produce bitterness. Are you following? So bitterness is a, is a bigger fruit of anger. Is the senior brother of anger. Let me put it that way. Uh -huh. So Bible says, get rid of all what? Of all what? Talk to me. Of all bitterness. Of all what? Rage. Of what? Anger. Of what? Violin and... I mean, use all the words in case you miss one. He says it's not anger. It's not... You put bitterness. Put rage. Put um, anger. Violin slander. He says, along every other form of malice. Because all these are produced. What is malice? Malice is an ill feeling towards somebody else. So anything that is ill feeling towards somebody else is all the... So, so, so malice produces anger, produces rage, produces all these things. They are all in malice. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Now look at the first word. It says what? Well, get rid. Everybody say get rid. That means it's telling you you can get it done. Let me explain the Greek word when it says get rid. The Greek word of get rid actually suggests this. How many of you have been walking before and then um, spider web just attacked your face or you just bumped into spider web? When, when, when it entered your face, what did you do? You started to do like this, do like this, do like this. That's what it means to get rid of anger. So when anger comes at you like spider web, immediately you start removing it. Mm. Because if you stay there too long, Maybe very soon the spider will. Have you watched those movies where you see all those big spiders? They throw spiders on human beings and wrap them and swallow them. <laughs> all those fake movies. <laughs> on read, on read things. Anyway, so the point is when anger attacks you, you have to get rid of it immediately. Because if it stays in your heart too long, it will produce things you will not you will be shocked about. It will affect your relationship, it will affect your marriage, it will affect your business, it will affect everything about your life. Sometimes you see people act the way they are acting. And you are wondering, where is this thing coming from? Maybe it's something that happened in their house. Glory to God. Maybe it's, maybe it's how they grew up in the family. Maybe it's the, that guy that hurt them many years ago. That's why they treat all the other guys the same way. Because of anger. Hallelujah. 32 says, be kind. Everybody say be kind. And compassionate what? One to another. Then look at the next word. Look at everybody. Let's go together. It says what? Forgiving each other. Now hold on. Hold on. If it just says forgive each other, you say, well, you know, I will forgive him, but I still have to hold on to it. There are some people that are like that, right? They will forgive you, but they will still keep the record of it. The day you commit the next offense, they will tell you that. Remember that day you did that thing? Remember that day you did it again? They will remind you again. So they forgive. <laughs> now somebody say, well, so but the, Bible, the Bible never said forgive and forget. Hmm? God gave you memory for a reason. If you don't have memory, you'll be useless in this life. Just imagine you wake up one day, you know memory again. You never know the wife you even marry. You don't know anything about your children. You'll just be a blank person like a newborn child. Are you following? So memories are memories, but it depends on how you use them. Glory to God. Uh, so memories are very, very good. Memories, in fact, memory is what makes life sweet. Do you understand? Uh, so you have to, somebody say, if life gives you lemon, you make lemonade out of it. Glory to God. And so, your memories are very sweet. So, you can use your story as a painful story, but you can also use your story to tell the grace and the forgiveness of God. So, it's how you want to use your story. 
Have you met the people who you when, you, when you see their life, the way it is going, you are just blessed, you are amazed by how God has blessed them, advanced them. And then, but when you hear their story, you are shocked how this person turned out to be this way. That's what you can use your story for. So your story can be a blessing to help other people. That's how to use your painful stories. Glory to God. Not use your painful stories to also cause pain to other people's life. That's a terrible story. It says, 32 says, be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving each other. How? How? Just as in Christ, God forgave you. So, when I'm going to forgive you, I'm going to forgive you the way Christ forgave me. So, the solution to anger is forgiveness. Everybody say forgiveness. Everybody say forgiveness. Now, sometimes we think we understand forgiveness, but today I will shock you. Most people don't understand what forgiveness is all about. Because sometimes, when we are forgiving other people, we think that we are doing them a favor. Why did I say so? Turn to Matthew chapter 18. Let's read the Bible now, and then we'll go through it. Matthew chapter 18, NIV. I'll start from verse 21. So one day, Jesus and Peter came to... 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked... He says, Lord, read the Bible. Come on, want to go read. Lord, uh -huh. how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Now notice, this question suggests the same way we think about forgiveness. We always think that forgiveness has to do with the other person. We always think that forgiveness is us giving the gift to somebody else. Or we are doing the person a favor. That's the reason why he's asking this question. How many times should I forgive my brother for offending me? Should I forgive him seven times? I mean, seven times. I mean, come on. Let's analyze this. Imagine. Imagine um, this is your shoe. Your fine shoe like this, right? Then this brother came and matched your shoe. The first day you were angry, right? You forgave him. Hmm? Second day again. He matched your shoe again. He just hurried you again. You forgave him. <laughs> Third day again. He matched your shoe. You will you forgive me. So now, most of you, most of us, if somebody tried that thing first time, second time, third time, fourth time, they think that may be slapped. You say, Are you not seeing something? Are you mad? What's wrong with you? Eh? That may be so 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 for Peter to forgive somebody seven times for the same offense is good enough. It's good enough. Good enough um, time to forgive the person. Are you following? Now look at Jesus' response. Peter was shocked by Jesus' response. 22. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70, 77 times. So you do 70 times 7. How many times is that? 490 times per day. 490 times per day. So Jesus was trying to give him a number that he knows nobody can offend you 490 times on one day. It's, it's never happened in his life. Are you following? He was trying to give you a number because he was trying to remove Peter's mind from the number and to get him to a point to understand what forgiveness is all about. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Now look at verse 33. Now, all of a sudden, Jesus went from this topic and started talking on that, on that matter. Then you'll be surprised how this matter is connected to forgiveness. 30, um, 23. Now, listen now. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle account with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man holding 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. 
What's the price of one kg of, of one, uh, one ounce of gold today? Who knows? Those of you that trade. What's the price of gold on the market now? Let's say about, I think yesterday was about, let's, let, let us say about $2,000, one ounce of gold, right? Now, take your calculator quickly. Let's do some math. What is 10,000 times 2,000? 10,000 times 2,000, that's how much? So pay this money, even if he works for his master, about $20 million. Now, this guy, he cannot pay this money even if he works for one year. In any company. No company work for that paying $20 million in one year. Are you following? <laughs> so this guy was owing money that he cannot pay. Debt that he cannot pay back. Now, let's continue. As he began to settle, a man who holding 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay because he cannot pay this money back. The master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debts. Because I told you, remember I told you that anger is what? A debt. Somebody owes you. You owe me. You owe me. It's a debt. So anger builds a debt to debtor relationship. So you owe me. And anything somebody owes you, what do they do? They have to what? Pay back. Why? Because it's a debt they owe you. Hold on, we are following. You are wondering how this connects to anger. We will see it in a moment. <laughs> Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that they had to be sold to repay the debt. 26. At this, the servant fell on his face before him because that's the only thing he can do to beg. He said, be patient with me. He begged. Now, what did he say? He said, I will, and I will pay back everything. Something that he cannot pay. He said, he will pay back everything. The king knows that he cannot pay it back. He says, but I will pay it back. I will pay it back. Now 27. He says, the servant's master took pity on him. Counsel the debt. Everybody said, counsel the debt. And let him go. Now, if you were owing somebody $20 million. Are you following? And the man said, in fact, pack the man, pack his wife, pack his children, sell everything they have. And let's see what we can get out of, of their lives. Sell his cars, sell his house. Then he started pleading, 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 pleading. And the man said, you know what? You know what? Just go. I'm forgiving you. What will you do? What will you do? Confidence, come and demonstrate. Tell me, tell me what you do after you have baked and everything. Tell you, you can go. Tell me, just do the expression. How are you going to respond? No, I do the expression without, without talking. Uh-huh. You thank him, huh? No talking, just demonstrate. You'll be happy, eh? Jump and celebrate and just... People wonder, oh, what's making you guys excited? Now, you will think that this guy now, his life should change because of this testimony. Something should happen in his life unique. Now, look at the next thing that happened now. Verse 20. Go ahead. Thank you. Verse 28. But when the servant went out, that's this guy now, when he went out, he found one of his fellow who was owing him 100 silver coins. What's the price of silver? Who knows? Silver is about 23, no, 26 dollars now. 26 times 100. How much is that? 2,000 dollars. Come on, let's analyze this. 20 million dollars and 2,600 dollars. Think about the mass. The gap is much, right? The mass is too much. Now notice. So, what, so this servant now, somebody was owing him about 2,600 dollars. Now look at it. He grabbed him <laughs> and began to choke him. So he grabbed him by the neck. Confidence, call him demonstrate. No, and um, uh, Philip, come. Yes. So let's do this. So we'll get, I, 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 I want to get the visual, the visuals of this. Strangled, choke this guy. 
<laughs> they say, pay me back what you owe me. Pay me back what you owe me. Pay me back what you owe me. When you fall to your knees and start begging me. Start begging me. Start begging me. Start begging me. Choking me. Choking me. Start begging me. So, now, say thank you very much. Now, just stay there. You guys just stay. You can, you can stay on this uh, carpet. Just sit down and be holding his neck and just choking him. Sit down. I want to show you something. No, kneel down. Choking. Choking. But don't hold his neck too much, please. Sir. So, I'm not doing resurrection in this church this morning now. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, verse, which verse are we in now? 29. Are you following the, are you, are you following the scripture? The scriptures are, are so beautiful. His fellow servant fell on his and begged him, be patient with me. I will pay it back. Just the same thing he told his superior. Remember that? He said, be patient with me, I'll pay back. Now, this one is saying the same thing. He's telling him, be patient with me, I'll pay back. Just tell him, be patient with me, I'll pay back. I'll pay back, I'll pay back. Uh-huh. Now, okay, hold on. Now, verse 30 now. But he refused. Now, this guy refused. You must pay. Instead, he went up and had the man thrown in prison. Oh, yeah, throw him in prison. Throw him, throw him in prison. Carry him to prison. Carry him to prison now. Now, lock him up. Lock him up in the prison. What has happened? Then outrage went out. And they went to tell the ogre that everything has happened. See, can you imagine? That's your boy that you just forgave $50 million. One of his boys was earning $2,700. He locked up the boy and choked the boy and beat up the boy to prison. Now, if you hear that, what are you going to do? Aha. Uh-huh. Then the master called him. Yeah, come here. Come here. You wicked servant. He said, I canceled all your debts of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I have done for you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until they will pay back everything. So now, Oga now took him with his own boys. They jailed him too and released that guy to go. Thank you, you can sit down. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. Nice acting. Now, everybody read verse 35 now in your Bible. Are you there now? Are you ready now? Now read together. I want to go. Aha. Aha. Wow. So all this, all this money matter ended up in forgiveness. How? Notice Jesus said that this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Remember, I'm talking about your heart, right? You say what comes out of your mouth comes out from your, from your heart. Remember that last week Sunday? So Jesus is saying that if you don't forgive from your heart, he says, that thing you are holding, God will hold you against you. Now, I don't understand what that, you may not really understand the details of that, but get this point. The master in that parable was your heavenly father who forgave you your debt you could not pay. God expects that that same forgiveness he has offered to you, you offer it to others for free. Somebody say, how can I forgive this person? Do you know what they did to me? Do you know, what they, do you know how they hurt me? Now they hurt me. God is saying, you, do you know how you hurt me? Do you know how you hurt me? Do you know what you owe me? You are owing me $20 million. This guy is just owing you $2,000 you can't forgive. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. So we forgive not because the person is nice. Not because the person has changed. We forgive because forgiveness helps our own hearts. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Every time you don't forgive somebody, you are destroying your heart. You are putting pain on your heart. Listen, when somebody has a heart disease, their affection is not what caused it. How did it happen? They are asking, how can I fix it? How can I get it solved? That's the, that's the most important question. Every time you are holding anger in your heart, it's a heart disease you are holding in your heart. 
You have to let it go. How do you let it go? It says, get rid of every anger. Of every bitterness. Say, say, mm, mm, anger, no place in this place. Anger, you have no place in me. Say, anger, you have no place in me. Say it again. Say, anger, you have no place in me. Listen, you can justify your anger, but your justification is not good enough. Because remember, anytime you are holding anger, you, it's yourself you are destroying. When you choose not to forgive somebody else, it is yourself you are destroying, not the person else. Remember, forgiveness is not even a gift you are giving to somebody. It is a gift you are giving to yourself. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? It is a gift you are giving to yourself. That's why Peter's question made no sense. Because it's not about how many times should I forgive somebody. Brothers and sisters, how many times do you eat in a year? Come on, talk to me. How many times do you eat in a year? Do you eat once in a year? Do you eat seven times in a year? Why, why are you eating? Are you eating because of your friend? Are you eating because of your neighbor? Are you eating because of your father and mother? In the same way you treat your food for your hunger, treat forgiveness that way. Anger has no place in me. Why? Because anytime I have, have anger in my heart, I'm destroying myself. I'm destroying my heart because it's a heart disease. So I have to let the heart go. I have to let everything go. I have to let everything go from my heart because I don't want to have a heart attack. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 31. Look at it again. So what's the secret formula to solving anger in your life? The Bible says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, and slander, along with every form of malice. How? It says, be kind to one another, forgiving each other. Now you may think that Paul is foolish. When Paul was writing this thing, do you know where Paul was? Paul was inside the prison. Inside prison. They locked him up. And he was supposed to be on trial. The Roman government did not give him ears for more than one year. He's supposed to be angry for doing nothing wrong. They locked him up in the prison. But this man in the prison was writing this. He says, forgive each other. Don't let anger stay in your heart. He says, get rid of anger. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Say, bitterness has no place in me. Say, rage has no place in me. Say, I choose to forgive. Brother says that forgiveness is a choice. Tell somebody forgiveness is a choice. Tell another person say forgiveness is a choice. Now say to yourself, say forgiveness is a choice. Yes. So what is Jesus' definition of, of forgiveness? Look at verse, verse 31 of Matthew 18. What is the solution? He says, Then the master called his servant in. He says, You wicked servant. He said, I cancelled all that debt of yours. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is simply cancel debt. Cancel debt. So somebody owes you, somebody owes you a debt they cannot pay. You cancel it. That's forgiveness. That was all about. That is Jesus' definition of forgiveness. Anybody that has hurt you, anybody that has hurt you, whether it's your father, your mother, your cousin, your brother, your friend, your business partner, cancel their debt. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You cancel it. So, how do you complete the cycle of forgiveness? Now, number one, write it down. Number one, how do you complete or you, you can even call it steps. Number one, identify who you are angry with. So, you have to know. You may, may, maybe, maybe if you have time, maybe even now, some of you, how many of you are angry with somebody now? Nobody wants to raise their hand now. Eh? Maybe you are angry with somebody right now. Maybe the anger you have put inside bottle for one year now is there. Identify who you are angry with. Identify them. Find out who and who are you angry with. It may, it may, even, sound, um, it may even sound very silly because you are wondering um, why am I finding out who I'm angry with? Can I just say, oh, all my anger go? No. 
identify your anger because forgiveness is more than just a decision to move on with your life and forget the past. It's more than that. So trying to forget a debt isn't the same thing as canceling a debt. Are you following what I'm telling you? Uh-huh. Somebody say, well, I'll forget it. No. You have to cancel it. Two different things. So identify who you are angry with. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend. Maybe it's your ex-husband or ex-wife. Maybe it's your diseased parent. Maybe it's your work associates, your coaches, your bosses. Who are you angry with? Who are you angry with? Make a list. You can go to your book. Make a list. List all who you are angry with. Identify them. Number two. Determine what they have owed you. What are they owing you? What are they owing? Because anger means you owe me. What exactly are they owing you? What, what are they owing you? Are they owing you an apology? Are they owing you time? Are they owing you money? Are they owing you a marriage? A family? Maybe this guy proposed to you, he's going to marry you, and then all of a sudden, he just changed and everything scattered. You're angry with him. He promised you marriage, he didn't get it done. Are you angry with him because he promised you a marriage? Or, what exactly? Or is he your family? Or is he a job? Maybe somebody promised you a job, and then they didn't give you the job, you got angry and crazy. Are you angry because um, they didn't give you the job or the, a reputation? Maybe they destroyed your reputation. Or an opportunity or even promotion in your office or somewhere. Or maybe a chapter of your life. Identify it and be very specific. Why? You cannot cancel a debt you have not clearly identified. You have to know exactly what they are owing you. Number three, cancel the debt. Tell somebody, cancel the debt. After you identify what exactly they've taken from you, cancel the debt. You have to cancel it. Because that is the key to forgiveness. You cancel the debt. Now, let, let, let me explain. Sometimes, you can even make this thing very physical. I've heard of people who will write all the offense that somebody offended them on a piece of paper. They will carry it and burn it. Say, I've canceled this debt. I remember a man, um, um, Charles, Charles Stanley, he wrote a book called The, a Gift, the Gift of Forgiveness. So he was angry with his stepfather for many years. So the day he wanted to forgive his, 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 um, his stepfather, you know what he did? He went to the chair where his stepfather, his stepfather was dead already, but he was still angry with him. Tells you what anger can last. Even a dead person, when he said angry with a dead man. Very <laughs> terrible. Then of that. So he went to the chair, his grandfather used to rule. No, he's roller coaster chair. He just relaxed. So he went there and he started to talk. He was talking to the chair as though his grandfather was sitting on the chair. He started saying everything that his grandfather did to him. His stepfather, lamenting everything, saying everything. They say, you know, you did this to me, you did that to me, you did that to me. But today, I've cancelled the debt. I've cancelled the debt. Then he wrote everything down and dropped it there and left that place. He left that place knowing that he has cancelled the debt. So every time he comes back to that place, he remembers, do I need to call the person and tell the person I'm forgiving you? No. Because sometimes, if you call the person and tell the person, it will cause another problem again. It's only if the person don't bother telling them. Just imagine you tell your, just call your call your ex-boyfriend. You know what? I'm forgiving you today. The guy will ask you, as what? What did I do to you? Before you know, well, I'll start again. People will start fighting. Before you know, and that, and that chapter of anger will start again. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to call them. Because remember, forgiveness is between you and God. It's between you because your heart. You are, I told you forgiveness is for you, not for somebody else. You are not, you are not doing the person a favor for forgiving them. You are doing yourself the favor for, for, for forgiving them. Because forgiveness is an attack on your heart. An attack on your heart. In fact, I can even give you 
I even wrote a prayer, I can even pray. Should I give you the script? You say, Heavenly Father, John has taken my, let me use my virginity for me. And I've held on to this debt for long enough. I've chose to cancel this debt. John does not owe me anything anymore. Just as you forgive me, I forgive John. You say that you are free. Say, Father, John has taken, John stole my 200,000. And I've held this debt for too long on him. I choose to cancel this debt. John doesn't owe me anything anymore. He doesn't owe me 200,000 anymore. Just as you forgive me, I forgive John. Hello? Peter has taken my promotion from me in the office. I've held this debt for too long. I choose to cancel this debt. Peter does not owe me any debt anymore. Just as you forgive me, I forgive Peter. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You have to cancel the debt. You have to cancel it. Then number four, dismiss the case. Dismiss the case. <laughs> the final process. Listen, brothers and sisters, forgiveness is a daily decision that you must do. And you must daily decide not to reopen the file. Once you go to court, you settle the matter, file closed. You close the, dismiss the case and let it stay there. You know, somebody, I, I told you before, you may not necessarily forgive and forget. Are you following? Because it's a lot easier than said. You may not forgive because you have memory. You have brain. Some of you can even remember what you did when you were five years old. Am I, I, I talking here? You can remember what you did when you were two years. Some of you can even remember. So your memory is very important. But the question is, what are you doing with that memory when it is triggered? When the old feelings come back, what do you remember? You should remember that I've canceled the debt. I've canceled the debt. I've canceled because you can either hold on to the offense or you let the offense go. You must choose one of the two. Now, say this to yourself. Say, my memory is not my enemy. Uh, say it again. Say, my memory is not my enemy. Say, memories are only memories. So you determine how they will impact you. So your memories are your friends. Are you following? I mean, look, just imagine when you start thinking about the memories of what happened to you when you got married, when you found your girlfriend, you know, when you put it together, it's a nice memory. The memories are your friend. But there are some other bad memories, but you can make lemonade out of them. You can make juice out of them. You can tell your story of how you were hot, how you were in pain, and how you came out of it strong. That's a good testimony. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, tell somebody, no. So, the way to pay back, because listen, brothers and sisters, there are debts that cannot be repaid. Are you following? How can somebody pay you back affection? How can somebody pay you back um, how the father left them for 25 years and came back? How can he pay back 25 years? How can he pay back? With which money? How can he pay back? How can somebody pay back? Say, okay, you know what? I'll pay back your virginity. I'll pay it back to you. How can somebody pay it back? How can somebody... <laughs> there are some debt that can never be paid back. It can never be paid. How can somebody pay you back your childhood that they messed you when you were a child? How can they pay it back? It can't be paid. How can somebody pay back a missing relationship? They can't pay it back. There's some debt that cannot be paid. How can somebody pay you back a reputation? After they spoil it, how can they pay it back to you? There's no way they can make up years of criticism. There's no way they can pay it back. There's no way they can pay back years of neglect. They can't pay it back. There are debt that can never be paid back. That's why you must choose to forgive. So the best thing to do is to counsel them. So I counsel the debt. I counsel the debt. I counsel the debt. Because the truth is, nothing you do will make up for the past. But your future is what matters. 
She said, I forgive them. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. And listen, an apology does not erase an experience. Are you following? So I said, apology, it doesn't erase it. The experience is still there in your heart. It's right there, fresh. Fresh wound is there. Just imagine now, you just, somebody just hit your leg. And the pain tell you, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. How does the sorry reduce the pain you are feeling in your leg? It doesn't reduce the pain. <laughs> are you following? So an apology is not good enough, but you've got to say, hey, no payback. I'm not going to pay back with another pain. Because some people, you kick them, they kick you back. They kick you back and cause you more pain. No, it won't happen with me. It can't happen with me. I insist, I will not break. You know somebody, you know what we do, right? Once a guy breaks their heart, are you following? They are angry with that guy that broke their heart. Are you following? They too now, they will not be instrument of heartbreaks. So they will start breaking other men's hearts too as well. I think I get to my point. It happened, why do you think some guys are breaking other guys' hearts? Because one guy broke their heart. You, you don't know the root matter of the problem. So they start saying, you know, this thing I will break. In fact, I will start breaking guys' hearts anyhow. So they meet the first babe, break her heart. Meet the second one, break their heart. And the root cause of the problem is because they did not forgive that guy that broke their heart. So they continue the cycle of payback. So now they start paying back people that don't concern the matter at all. Start paying back. That's what people do in their life. Most of the time, people don't know the root cause of a matter. That's why they are dealing with ah, this guy is a heartbreaker. He's breaking people's heart. Find that sympathy. Let him confront his matter. What exactly why you are doing this? You'll be shocked with the story that I will tell you. And until he exposes that story and cancels the debt, he will continue that circle of payback. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Because that guy has a heart disease. His heart disease is going through. Heart disease. And heart disease, when somebody has a heart disease, the most important question is, how do I fix it? When you are sick, what are you looking for? Solution. Is your, are you concerned about how the mosquito bites me? Which we already follow. No, your first matter is solution, solution. Then, how can I protect it? So if you have a heart disease, so solve it. Anger is an enemy of the heart. It destroys people for many years. It destroys grandfathers, grandmothers. Somebody is angry with somebody for 40 years. I'm telling you, this is reality. And 40 years they've been holding this anger. In fact, the person is dead. They are still angry with the person. You have to cancel the debt. Because we forgive just as Christ has forgiven us. Hallelujah. This is why we are not like the people of the world. We that are Christians, we received his forgiveness. He forgave us our sins. A debt we cannot pay. Brothers and sisters, the only way to pay for your sin is to pay with your life. And even your blood, God will never accept the blood. Because your blood is, has no value. I don't know if I get my point. Your blood is very useless. So, you can't pay back. Nothing you can do to pay back that sin. Nothing. So God cancelled your debt on the cross. Bible says in the same way, cancel the debt of others. Glory to God. Say, brother, I cancel your debt. I cancel your debt. <laughs> I cancel your debt. When you say what debt? No. And don't go and tell him because if that's you, what is the matter when you know in your heart, in your room? If I cancel this debt, I cancel the debt, I cancel all the debt. But you have to identify them. Serious this is a serious matter. Because you need your heart to heal. Glory to God. If not, you'll go through the same cycle of payback, of payback, of payback. No. God wants you to forgive. You have to resolve every anger in your heart. Listen, why is it people who are always angry very fast? 
they have to sit down and dig into their heart what exactly is causing this anger. Maybe childhood experience. Maybe something that happened to them many years ago. Sit back. Look at this thing properly. And sit down with yourself and God and solve the problem. I'm telling you, just 10 minutes of doing this will change your life forever. I'm telling you, glory to God. So you have to make up your mind to counsel the dead. You declare and say, you don't owe me anymore. You don't owe me. You don't owe me. You don't owe me anymore. From now on, I'm a forgiving soul. I'm a forgiving soul. And you don't owe me. Tell your neighbor, you don't owe me. Tell her again, say, tell her, say, you don't owe me. You don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me nothing. Say, I'm a forgiving soul. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to live a healthy life. Are you following? One of the things that causes sickness in people's life is anger. Lost anger. Prolonged anger. Bitterness. This is bitterness. Most of the time, what do you think caused what do you think caused divorce in most marriages? Anger. You'll be shocked. Anger prolonged to bitterness. But imagine if the two people are always forgiving. As you ought me, I forgive. You ought me, I forgive. We are forgiving. The cycle of forgiveness continues. I cancel your debt. I settle the case. Because case will happen again. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> case will always happen. So as the case happens, we settle the matter. I despite the matter. Cancel the debt. Close the case. Apostle, your wife has not got you angry before, have you? She never vexed you before. This fine woman, like, she never vexed you before. You cancel the debt, close the case, move to the next chapter. Are you following that? That's the only way a marriage can last for 50 years. I'm telling you, because, listen, I've seen a couple... The, the wife was angry with the husband. This is what she killed the husband with. Knife. And she's thinking of a poor family. They have money. The husband has money. We are the both of the family. It's in this, in this same country. They wonder. And now she's in jail because she caused murder. That's what anger can produce. Anger. So you have to believe. Sister, listen, eh? start training yourself now to forgive. Not to, to say, you know, when I get married, I start. No, 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 wrong idea. Terrible idea. Start now. Where people are finding your office, your business place, your home, your family, start learning, start practicing it. Start forgiving them, forgiving them. So when you enter marriage, it will be easy. Because let me tell you that the, the offense in marriage is more than any offense anywhere. You agree, right? It's more. <laughs> Every day offense, offense. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why did you break up in your anger? Can you imagine the way you spoke to me that day? The way you did that thing? In fact, we are, it's over. It's over. Not again. It's over, not again. If I'm breaking up with you, don't ever come my number again. Don't ever come back. I'm deleting, delete, Never again. Waste of, waste of my time. After years of investment. All because... Because you choose not to forgive. Listen, even if somebody, listen, listen, listen very carefully. Even if somebody is hurtful towards you, are you, are you something? You can break it up because, of course, some reasons are, are, are terrible. Are you following? Of course, you know that already. So, any, the ones that are toxic, this is not marriage, you end it. But you must also, in your closet, forgive the person of what they've done to you so that your heart can heal. So that you will not talk like some people that say, like you talk about good last week, right? Where they say, like, I will not trust any man anymore in my life. I will never love again in my life. I will never try this thing again in my life. All those type of statements are statements that are produced by guilt and anger. 
because they have a heart disease. That's why. How many men have you met in your life? Let's analyze. Because there are more than 3 billion men in this earth. How many have you met? They are saying that all the men are the same. How many have you really met? Just 5 or 10. Because you met 10 mad, mad people. You think that all the men are mad. Or somebody say, all the guests are the same. How many guests have you met in your life? Have you met 10,000? You have not. You have not. So, don't be, don't be, don't generalize and say all the men are the same. Or they are, they are men that are very, very nice. They are kind men. Say they are kind men. Say, and I'll find kind men in Jesus' name. I find them. I find them. There are many kind men. There are many kind women. I'll find them in Jesus' name. Glory to God. God will order my steps to find them. They will find me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Stand to your feet this morning as we close. I hope you have learned something this morning.